Duh, duh, duh. Oh, dude, I actually hear it. Duh, 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 duh. I should do it. Yeah. Um, so we're live. Yeah. Hello. Um, we had listeners last week, which still is blowing my mind. Um, <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. And uh, so here we are. We're back. Hello. How you doing, Mike? Doing good, bro. How you doing? I'm so have you ever and this is like stereotypically a Christian thing have you ever had someone like have you ever asked someone how they're doing and their response is better than I deserve what you mean so so it's kind of said in a way where you recognize how good your circumstance is, mm-hmm. but at the same time you recognize you're you're a flawed human simply by virtue of being human, um, and even though you're a flawed person, you're still experiencing an amount of a presence of prosperity and a lack of suffering is kind of what that response ties up. But it has it it tends to have a Christian connotation, but. That's how I'm doing. I'm doing better than I deserve because, um, like we were talking about earlier, I truly feel like if I were to ask 16-year-old me what ideal future is, like, this would pretty much – this would probably be about it. Or if not this specifically, then, like, relatively close. Mm -hmm. Um, So – so that kind of draws me into the topic of this week's episode, um, which if you read the description or the title, you already know, but because we have to introduce it anyway, um, question of who are you or who am I or you, and then who are you becoming? So like right now, who am I right now? Like not perfect by any stretch, certainly flawed, certainly working some things out, but I'm working some things out. Like I'm in the process of doing that, yeah. you know. And if I'm being honest, maybe that's where I'm Remember how we kind of settled on the most meaningful thing for me to do at this point in my life is attend therapy? Yeah. Yeah, it's strange. It seems like ever since I've come to that realization and practiced it, um I've been feeling I've been feeling better more you know yeah like i likened it to like clouds breaking and i think my conception of it was that it would happen all at once Mm -hmm. where like i would just come out of like the funk and the fog and not really fog per se but it was like that Mm -hmm. and it would just happen you know but i think what i'm realizing is it's kind of more just like the sun poking through Mm um now we yes. found that quote yes. that I couldn't find, and it blew our minds. Yep, yep. Blew our minds. Last week I was looking for a quote that was directly on point with something Mike said. I don't remember what it was, mm. but here's what it is. Mm-hmm. Carl Jung. Uh, the serious problems of life, however, yeah. are never fully solved. Mm-hmm. If it should for once appear that they are, this is the sign 
that something has been lost. Yes. The meaning and design of a problem seem not to lie in its solution, but in our working at it incessantly. Yes. This alone preserves us from stultification and petrification, which are two fancy ways of just saying, like, setting your ways and, like, turning to stone, yeah. metaphorically. Yeah. Like, so we realize the work is never done. Yeah. And I think, like, <laughs> when we realized how long, we just went back and forth. Yeah, just yeah. the work is never done. Yeah, it's crazy. Because it's not. No, it's not. And um, I think this ties into, like, uh, the idea of a human being and, like, today's topic, you know, in terms of, because today we're going to focus on, like, sports, right? And, like, great people in a sense. And we're going to talk about, you know, exceptional people, at least in the eyes of how we could perceive exceptional and value but um it's like you know the general problems of life are never really fully solved and in that case when uh we look at a person i don't think we look at that person in terms of who are they i think we should look at people in terms of who are they becoming and you know it was a question that my friend asked me like I told you earlier, when, uh, when I was taking yeah. a walk with my friend, mm-hmm. um, she asked me, because I was saying a bunch of stuff, and she was kind of surprised that I knew the amount of stuff that I knew. And she asked me, who are you? And it stuck with me for a while, about four days, thinking about that. What does that question mean, and why would a person ask that? And I really liked the question, too. Who are you? And I thought about it for a while and I, I figured out that the better question in a sense would be to ask who are you becoming and that points to the fact that the individual is never done or settled because the individual is part of one of those fundamental problems of life you know because the individual in a sense equals being and being is a fundamental problem of life mm-hmm. and so like Carl Jung said you know the fundamental problems of life they're never fully fully solved can i cut in real quick yes um only because like being is essentially the fundamental problem of life and also keep in mind that um or keeping in mind with the fact that like a problem is a thing that doesn't have a single solution mm-hmm. like we don't know what to do with being right exactly exactly Intr- so we don't know what to do with being no so is meaning and instinct to guide us what we should do with being. Yeah, well, that would make a lot of sense because we do have an instinct and meaning, you know, so that would actually make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, in terms of that question of asking who are you versus who are you becoming, to, to a degree, when you see a person, they're not something, just that. They're, they're spread out throughout the expanse of space and time a person is just it's not just that thing a person is like for example take Nietzsche when he first released Thus Spoke Zarathustra it only sold 40 copies right like no like it, it didn't really reach, like it didn't really reach anybody but he was like still a genius then mm-hmm. but it, it, it had to take a hundred years later for everybody to be like, whoa. Yeah, I'm not familiar. So I'm not familiar with that story. So what yeah. what kind of happened there? 
So he released the Dust Book to Thustra yeah. with his own money because mm-hmm. the publishers were busy with something else. Mm-hmm. And it only sold like 40 copies and he gave away like seven copies. You know, so it was like so, maximum of like 50 copies. And has it like become more popular? So it's like, you know, it's one of the top books okay. of all time. Hold on, I'm pulling this That's up. where he said God is dead in the book. So um, if you know Nietzsche, you know, that's probably one of the greatest philosophers of all time. But he wasn't a philosopher, right? Was he? He was a novelist. I don't know. Was he technically a philosopher? Um, oh yes, never mind. Definitely. It's, did it say he was a philosopher? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was. It's, well, it's hard to just pin people people down on something because we have to use the confines of language to be able to categorize and understand the world, but. Only God knows what Nietzsche is going to be a hundred years from now. He might not be a philosopher. He might be something else, worth meaning, worth more, much more meaningfully to the future generations, or much, much less meaningfully to the future generations. You never really, really, truly know. But in order to understand and categorize the world, we have to limit the potential of things for our own understanding and our and our own limited time on uh, the plane of existence. That being said, it's like, you know, tying that into, like, sports and people like, let's say, Michael Jordan or, like, um, Scottie Pippen or Ronaldo or, you know, Mike Tyson in his prime. It's like, when we see these great acts of sports, uh, sportsmanship and ability, you know, we're not just, um, I don't think we're just seeing something there like that. They make us live in the moment and in that moment of experiencing them, but there's much more in that. There, there's a certain becoming that's in there. Right, right. You so know? this is so we were talking about this how like there was a period before there was the Michael Jordan. Right. Like there was a Michael Jordan, you know. Yeah. But he hadn't, he hadn't what become himself. He, Cause how do you? Cause like, cause there, you know, you can point towards a a period of history where M- Michael Jordan had not. Michael Jordan. Okay, let's let's rephrase this slightly. Michael Jordan. There was a point in history where Michael Jordan was not a figment or a a content of popular culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. but he only that only happened. Michael Jordan becoming a po- a content of popular culture. As a result of Mike Tyson or Michael Jordan becoming himself, yeah, it's hard because it's like I would say he was always himself, right, in a sense. But there's a certain becoming that even Michael Jordan himself at his prime was becoming something still, mm. you know, like with those guys, and I from what I've learned from the people who were around Michael Jordan and studied him and from like you know from the knowledge around Michael Jordan and his career with they said with those guys like that with people like Michael Jordan like they never stop like there's no stopping to it right you know like it's never finished like they're just going right like it's always on it's always switched on like people like Ronaldo you know mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo like mm-hmm. those people from what I've taken and observed from my own limited experiences, that your switch is always on, 
they're always becoming something. Mm. Is that what makes them yeah. themselves? Yeah, then? that's what I think. That's what separates them from the people. The uh, the people who just are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The fact that they're always becoming. Yeah. So. So so in that sense, Michael Jordan, Cristiano Ronaldo, Mike Tyson, they are themselves because they're always in the process of becoming themselves. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like um. Holy fuck. Yeah. 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 It's like um. So 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 does that does that make sense first of all? Because that makes sense to me, but I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does because um, they don't see like a stopping point. Right, because they're constantly working. It's always a becoming, it's always on. You know, the work like, is never done. Right, like Cristiano Ronaldo when he was playing for when he was playing in Portugal before he became worldwide. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think he. Saw a stopping point to his potential to just be in Portugal. Mm. So then he went outside of Portugal, mm-hmm. and then it was basically like he conquered Europe. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't see a stopping point to Europe. And then he went outside of Europe and conquered the whole world, really. And after conquering the whole world, you know, to my experience, it would be the case that now he has to conquer himself. Mm-hmm. And so it's always a becoming. And the, the switch is always on. So the, 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 the kid in Portugal who wanted to conquer Portugal mm. is the same kid who, want, who wanted to conquer the Ronaldo that conquered the world. Mm-hmm. It's always a becoming. And it's always... um. There's always... It it never stops turning. Yeah, it's always, right? it's always, it's always on. It's, it's always, always on. Time. Yep, yep. It's always a conquering of what was once the conqueror. Well, that was, I think that was a large part of, like, Mike Tyson's mentality. Yeah. Was literally, like, he, I'm pretty sure he read Alexander the Great, I think. I'm going to look that up. Mm-hmm. But, like, he, he had a conqueror's mentality, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. All right, let's figure out. All right, so we're about to find out whether mm-hmm. or not. So there's been there's this thing that I've like seen, and it's starting to crop up in the podcast universe, mm-hmm. the podcast culture. Yeah. Um, and it's it's showing me that like Joe Rogan's becoming something else. Right. Because having are you, so having a Jamie is now a now a thing I've heard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Uh, so for anyone who doesn't Jamie. know Yeah. So Joe Rogan the two people who run the Joe Rogan experience essentially is Joe himself and then his production guy, Jamie. Or, um, or young game production assistant, yeah. I guess, except he runs the production. Yeah. Um, and so what Jamie will do is like, if there's a thing that needs Googling, if there's a thing that needs fact checking, he's on it and he's like, um, God tier. Yeah. Um, okay. So writing in the wall street journal, Mike Tyson wants you to be aware of his erudite side. And I think erudite just means well-read or, or cultured or something. Yeah. Um, 
So I read everything about Alexander. So I downloaded Alexander the Great, the Macedonian who conquered the world by Sean Patrick. Everyone thinks Alexander was this giant, but he was really a runt. I would rather live a short life of glory than a long one of obscurity, he said. I so related to that coming from Brownsville. Brooklyn. So yeah, he had he had this conquerors. He had the same mentality. Well, he was the Alexander the Great of the boxing world. He yeah. was the world champion at nineteen, right? Yeah. If he stayed, if he if he, God help us, if he stayed in that prime for as long as I as he could have possibly stayed. In, yeah. Or just kept on becoming much more than that. Well, his like was, his coach died apparently, right. and it it sent him off from like. From my listening to stuff about him and from him on Joe Rogan, which is like two episodes and passive stuff. Yeah. Like I think when his coach died, who was like the greatest coach of all time. Yeah. And arguably the greatest boxer, if not one of the greatest boxers of all time. Yeah. Like his coach died and he kind of went off the deep end. Yeah. Which is like where it ties in like it's not easy being Mike no. Tyson. It's not easy being Michael Jordan. No. It's not it's easy not. being Conor McGregor. Um. Cristiano Ronaldo. It's not easy at all. No. The, I mean, the things that it's when we dive deep into the lives of these people, like the, the things that that I've I've only been studying a good amount of Michael Jordan, but the things that he had to go through were next level. Mm. Like they, like his, like his. I think his dad used to abuse his sister, and um, his dad got killed. Well, after he after he was. Big after Michael Jordan was big, his dad got killed like in the, like uh, his car was parked somewhere in like some, in the woods somewhere. And some guys came to rob him. They didn't know who he was, but like they, they killed him. And then they were, they were like, oh wait, that's Michael Jordan's dad. Damn. That kind of stuff, you know. And um, Michael Jordan's high school coach, I think he suffered from like some real crazy illness or something. I don't know, he, he also had to deal with, like, some deaths, too, I believe. It's like, you know, they had to deal with all this crazy stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure people like, you know, God rest his soul, Kobe Bryant, also has to deal with all, all, that, all that kind of stuff. LeBron James, you know, all these really crazy super performance uh, athletes and all these people. You know, it's just like, uh, there's, there's just... There's a lot that comes with reality and life that to consistently perform at a high level picked up a whole lot of a whole lot of spirit, soul, and mental power that you know I think that's why the talk of meaning and meaning and um, the soul and the psyche, the psyche of the individual is very important as a basis before moving on into the world because there will be mm. such heavy blows that will come at you yeah. that will shatter the whole foundation. So if you cement the foundation strong enough, you know, you can be able to do a lot of amazing things. Uh, Mike, Michael Jordan was, was really, really, really remarkable. He got cut, I think, from his high school team. So he really showed them what was up later on because in the process of cutting him from the high school team, you know, if you think of the mindset of the coach, at the time, who was cutting him from the high school team, you would think the coach was probably trying to do what's best for the team. But then he was just seeing Michael Jordan as whoever that person was. But Michael Jordan, I I would say, was seeing himself as becoming, in a sense, therefore exceeding the whatever belief potential that the coach who cut him from the high school team would have thought that he had. You know, he uh, 
definitely exceeded probably the whole high school and the whole state and the whole world, really. But, um, yeah, there's a certain amount of becoming that comes with it, constantly becoming. By the way, I took a quick look at the high school team thing. Yeah. So, technically, he did get cut from varsity and just played on junior varsity. Right. But, like, that still is true in essence, even if he didn't just – he wasn't, like, cut and then didn't play that year. Right. But what you said is true in mm-hmm. essence, where it gave him that drive. It, like, awakened that thing in him. Yeah. But, like, at the same time – like, it's such a crapshoot because if Michael Jordan never saw a basketball, if Cristiano Ronaldo never saw a soccer ball, if Mike Tyson had never been introduced to boxing, like, then then you just don't get those people. Yeah. I think there's – I think – I think um, – I think um, – there would, there's a certain amount of drive that just comes to some people that completely explodes a whole industry and a whole genre. Like, it just explodes the whole industry. Like, when Messi came into soccer, like, nobody could understand what the hell was going on, you know? So, like, I... So, how good is... So, Messi's, like, one of the greatest of all times, yeah, essentially. I mean, yeah, that's a good question. How good is Messi? And Messi and Ronaldo are, like, the top two of all time mm-hmm. but um he Messi is so good that like he doesn't even try like, like he doesn't really? try dude no I mean he probably practices a lot and works like crazy hard mm-hmm. but like when you watch it he doesn't try so you can tell he's like holding back and he's like, like he's not like, even really, holding back like, just... yeah and he's like small yeah, everybody on the pitch is bigger than him. Mm. He doesn't try, dude. It's that. How bored? Like, so how bored is he then? He's he just lost soccer. Oh, so, you know, and he's yeah. getting paid the most money yeah. anyone ever yeah. has. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and like he, like I don't think he, tr- like he, I, I think he just loves like the simple things. Mm. That's you know. Well, then he's living in the moment then. Yeah, because he's like okay. He's well, very he, simple. He probably gains like a huge amount of satisfaction from doing things well while playing soccer. Yeah, he's very simple. Like, how in the zone do you think he... Like, if he gets in the zone, in the zone, he's probably, like, If he gets really in. in the zone, he can do crazy things. But the same, too, is with Ronaldo. Mm. Ronaldo, like, he's... He's, he's very next level. Mm-hmm. Like, very next level. But, like... Him, his own work, like, when you watch it, you'd be like, okay, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, that, you'd be like, that's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. But Messi, when you watch it, you'd be like, wait a minute. How? Yeah. You're like, okay. That, like, that looks so easy. Okay, so now go do it. Yeah. And then you're just like, how? And you're like, what the, how do you do that? <laughs> but, like, you watch Messi, and you're like, wow, he's not even trying. That looks so easy. Mm-hmm. But, like, Ronaldo does it, and it's like, whoa, that's hard as yeah balls you know yeah. like that's hard as fuck yeah you know yeah and it's like it's two personalities at the at the highest of their abilities mm-hmm. you know that's what you get you just you just get variation but at the highest of your ability you know so they're very they're very impressive they're very very impressive 
And the same goes with Michael Jordan too. Like when he came on the scene, it was it it, it come they come with an explosion. Like they just explode the whole industry, and because it's never been done like this before. Yeah, and it's like they they don't even pay attention to whatever is going on. Like they're just like they're too busy doing it to worry about how it's been done. Before. Yeah, like they're just going. Like Michael Jordan was just like he was just destroying the whole thing, like. You know, he would walk on the pitch and be like, like, he would tell them, like, I'm going to destroy you guys. You know, like, he would literally just tell them, and he would do it. So, it was like, you know, like, he was like, he was in, like, yeah, he was crazy, dude. But, um, you know, crazy in, rea- in relation to how far are you willing to go? And I think that drive, that inner drive with individuals, it's like, that inner drive... I would say is kind of dying in modern society, mm. but like the exceptional individuals today, they're gonna be next level. Like if they really put it down and be like, okay, I'm making the decision to be exceptional, they're gonna be so next level. It's going to be crazy because we have so much at mm-hmm. our disposal. They're gonna be so like. So real quick, what makes you think it's what makes you think it's becoming less quantity? Here, what makes you think the what makes you think the urge is dying, if not the energy? Um, we just have too many comforts now. Okay. You know, like, like um, we like many of these guys didn't grow up with like Apple phones, you know. Yeah. You know, they didn't grow up like social media like mm-hmm. that. Not to say these are the problems, right? You know, but they didn't grow up with like Amazon, you know, just go buy your stuff. Mm-hmm. They didn't grow up with like you know, food in the house. I don't, Messi didn't. I don't think Messi, Ronaldo, Jordan grew up with like food always being in the house. Mm-hmm. I I would doubt that. I think Jordan's parents were Jordan's parents were pretty. I think they were pretty stable to some degree. I know they, they used to have fights and all. You never know with this story. No, you know, no. Jordan, if you're not he, there, he, yeah, he, Jordan. He, I don't think he ever. He gives a tight circle. Is what I heard. So he doesn't say much. But Ronaldo, you know, his dad was like an alcoholic. His dad never really saw him to become who he was. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the painful parts of one of these things. But I know Ronaldo grew up pretty poor. Messi grew up pretty poor. So it's like, I know uh, LeBron, I believe LeBron James grew up pretty poor. So it's like, you know, they didn't have, I don't think they had any of the conveniences that we had or that we have. And me, I really appreciate the fact that I had a rough childhood. In the sense that I'm able to see um, what is here and what I never really had, and realize that the fact that it's on me if I don't go as hard as I can go, yeah, or as hard as possible. Because ultimately, you're the only one really responsible for how how much you've got that switch dialed up. Oh hell yeah, yeah. And with the reality of the existence of people like Elon Musk, Ronaldo, Messi, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, it's like. Now you just have to like explode and yeah, you know, do it in a way that they never even remember those guys because that's just what the reality of the case is. Like, you just have to go so hard, whether it's in perfecting and mastering the art of your own life and having a good life, or whether it's in mastering and executing like um your art, your craft, your sport, or you know. Whatever it might be that you decide to do, you know, it might not even be the case that you might find what it is that you want to do, but 
the fact that you have this drive and you're just willing to always be becoming, you know, it takes the next level amount of ability, you know, like, um, it takes obsession. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like all these guys, they have flaws, but like, so do all of us, like everybody, like it's easy to focus on flaws, but. And especially if someone is, well, the, our idea of these figures is not who they are. Yes. It's who they're becoming. But the work is never done. No. Never. You just cracked that wide open. Yeah. So, so the... <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um... But people don't understand... Because if you are Michael, if you're Michael Jordan, then you are Michael Jordan. Right. But you're you're not. You're not. Because nobody can be Michael Jordan. The best you can do is constantly be becoming Michael Jordan. Yeah. And the only person who can do that is Michael Jordan. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. Like. Um... But it takes like, if you're if you're a giant, then everything is going to be on a bigger scale. You know, mm -hmm. and to uh -huh. think everything is going to be on a bigger scale and all people have flaws. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's this way. It's like they get so good to the point that pe people create a concept out of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, these it's guys no, are still human beings. They're still human beings. Yeah. But because they become a concept, people forget that. Yeah, yeah. Like they, like I don't, they didn't go around in the press saying, "Oh, write this story about me." No. I'm, I want this concept to be out there. No. No. <laughs> I it want. Just I want this idea to be out there like this. No, it's like um, it, they got they got so good to the point that we had to create a concept out of them. Like it's yeah. undeniable. Yeah, you know, like take the idea of let's say. Da Vinci or Jesus, you know, it's like when they were doing their thing, they were doing their thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then we realized, wait a freaking minute. Yeah. We have to create a concept out of this. Yeah. Because this is fabulous and this is like yeah. the next level. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but this in, needs to be, this has come up from the collective unconscious and needs to be made a part of the collective conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Or totally. conscious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, Really, that's what it is. Like, yeah. But in doing that, you lose the fact that that person was or is a person. Yeah, yeah. You forget you forget that reality, and so when we forget that reality, we tend to focus on their flaws, like they're like they're the worst people on the planet. Because okay, yeah. Because then. But the judge, so the judgment scales relative to the size of the person, metaphorically speaking. Yeah, to the size of like the concept. Yeah, the con. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, but you know, it's like hmm. that's the wrong thing we should be focusing on. We, sh we should focus more on the obsession. Now, if they do something horribly wrong, you know, we should mm. learn from that and not do that. But we should focus on what it takes. What it takes to be 
becoming, constantly becoming. What it takes to be constantly becoming. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes um, it, it takes a lot of drive, a lot of perspective, and a lot of work. But you know, I think we are here to do a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, work. I mean, we don't really have a choice, you know. No. Yeah. Not because really. you try to have a choice. Well, then nature says never mind yeah yeah you know like yeah i've been loving been loving this i'm getting into so i'm trying to i'm trying to like i i think i mentioned i don't know if i said it yet but how i want to constantly so i'm me now right Mm -hmm. actually no we weren't on live um so i was talking about you know how I'm. I've basically become my ideal s- situation, yeah. if not ideal self. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> over the course of a walk, we realized the two kind of solutions to that problem. Yeah. Because like it's a problem when you've become the thing you were trying to become. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because then you don't know what to do. Mm. And then you have... Because when you're trying to become something, you know, yeah. you really there's only one thing you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but then it's a problem once you get there. Mm-hmm. Solution one, kill yourself. Mm. Because yeah. you're there. Yeah. And there's only really moral reasons, which are not necessarily rational ones, right. for not doing that. Yeah. Um, the other option is to keep doing it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because now, because now you're, or now you think that you're yourself, mm-hmm. but hold on to it. You know, just yeah. be consistent. Yeah. And I think that's a good like short to midterm goal. Mm-hmm. Once you've kind of achieved your, you know hypothetically ideal self Mm -hmm. you know because you develop habits based on the things you do consistently yes habits um a forming a habit is Essentially, you you can't judge the ability to form a habit, Mm -hmm. right? So so humans have the ability to form a habit. Mm -hmm. That's God, God. That's that doing that just then like abstracting. Fuck, man. Okay, so (laughs) so you can't really judge the ability to form a habit. Yeah. But you can judge the what the habit makes you do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you can have good habits and you can have bad habits. Yeah. Regardless of that, you have the ability to form habits. Yes. Habits are what generally formed by like repeating things over and over. Yeah. Okay. 
So that's so you know how to you have the ability to form a habit. You know how to form a habit. You know that you can form good habits and bad habits. Mm-hmm. So it would seem that if you've reached a kind of ideal self or hypothetically ideal self, the best thing you can do at that point probably is to continue to do the things that got you to the hypothetically ideal self and then hopefully and then, no 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 okay so to continue to do the things that led you to the hypothetically ideal self and then from there let your instinct for meaning guide you Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that sound like a reasonable course of action, generally yeah. speaking? Yeah. I, w- I would say. I would say search for uh, we can, we can, I would say search for the instinct, um, for meaning, or revivification. Revivification. I would say that word. Revivification. Something like that. Yeah. The the idea of rebirth in the sense that yeah. once you hit the ideal, now you have to reborn yourself. Mm. And re- rebirth does not end. Like you constantly have to reborn yourself. Even if you didn't reborn yourself like every day, but have the same end goal in a sense. And so we make a make a make a dedication and commitment to rebirth while sticking with something long enough that it's worth it. So when you reach your ideal you have to under, you have to realize that now you have to be reborn in a sense. Mm. You know because you need a new ideal. Yeah, you you would need a new ideal immediately. Um. Yeah. Because because well, that's the thing you were doing. You were striving exactly, towards an ideal. Yes. Yes, that's exactly you know that's the thing that you were doing um before you got to your uh, current ideal. Is that you were striving for an ideal, and uh, naturally things tend to move towards entropy. That's the natural state of disorder and disintegration mm-hmm. or decay in any system, and so things are such the way that they are that you have to be constantly re- reborn in order to maintain stability. You have to constantly be going under a process of rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. Rebirth in order to maintain stability. And even that might not be sufficient enough. Because that is the way that's that's the nature of life in the sense that when, when you hit your ideal and you're constantly going forward, you soon start to realize that the potentials and unreached ideals of others, in a sense, comes upon your shoulder. Because it's such a powerful it's such a powerful huh. weight. It's such a powerful weight in the sense that when you become powerful, no, when you become when you become as efficient and idealistic and driven and performance performance oriented. Mm. as you can potentially be, mm. then the hidden potentials and un, 
reach abilities of others. In a sense, in the ether, mm. come upon your shoulders because you're the one who is moving forward. And if society is moving backwards, you have to push against a weight that is too heavy. Right. Because you have made a decision to move forward. But your ability to move forward and the amount of weight that you are going to carry will be the depth to which your success reaches a height. In the sense yes. that the depth yeah. of the obstacles will be the height of your success. But the, the more you move forward, the more weight will be put, put on your shoulders and the more unrealized potential of others will be put on your shoulders. Well, that's what we're doing when we have a hero, right? Mm-hmm. Is you're, you're trying to relate to the highest ideal in yourself yeah. and, like, I guess strive towards it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost so – I had this idea of um, – so Jordan Peterson had said something about um, – I don't remember the specific instance, but he'd referenced someone else, Camille Paglia, who mm-hmm. I think is a feminist um, thought personality of sort, philosopher, mm-hmm. um, and maybe activist, I don't know. Um, but she, he said something about her where like she had kind of picked up the torch from someone else. Mm. And that's really what the people who make progress in society are doing. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're allowing, they're pushing it forward and then someone's going to come up and then like take over where they fall down. Yeah. Because that's all you can do is you can keep, all you can do is keep striving to become yourself until you die. Yes. And that's it. Yeah. Every child should come into the world with a um, aim of enhancing the entirety of the human race. Mm-hmm. And um, to the degree that um, to the degree that you come into the world, you're being passed on. You're being passed a torch. You're being passed a torch. You know, it, um, it's almost in a sense like we're moving towards an aim, and when you move towards an aim, you're going at a certain speed if i may say no you're you're going at a at a certain to a to you're going at a certain intensity and um every new birth holds the potential of an amazing amount of intensity and potential mm. that can be harnessed by that new birth every birth holds the potential for potential yes yes a great amount of intensity of the entirety yes. of the human yes collective yeah, yeah. race you know, and um, so it's like the line is ever going forward. Yeah, it's always going forward so much to the point that the the universe has now allowed for slackers. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. It's, it's, it's the it's going forward. The 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 torch is being passed on. So much that the universe is, and Mother Nature has allowed for slackers. Yeah, because like 50,000 years ago, slacking wasn't an option. No, you no. slacked and you were killed by yeah. a tiger. Yeah. But um, 
Now which now, I mean, it's okay. Like yeah. slacking, like it's okay that that's yeah. a thing now. Yeah. Not anti-civilization yeah. by any stretch, but it's a fact. Yeah. So slacking is like you know, you know, yeah. It's 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 convenient now and it's allowed for. But going back to people like Messi, Ronaldo, and Michael Jordan and LeBron James is that the fact that to a degree a high intensity of that torch was passed on into those individuals and they really harnessed it and used it and for sure made the decision that they were not going to slack not even one bit no not the tiniest bit Mm-mm. and they were always becoming but it was always a going towards an aim with the harnessing of the intensity of the human race you know those guys are part of a line they're part of a uh they're part of a a line in generation of humanity and you know they're doing what they do and it's upon each individual to do what they do or at least try you know the slacking will bring no good even if potential and ability and work and performance sometimes might not necessarily bring good it's not clear that slacking brings any good but maybe there are times for slacking, but I I think we're here to get things done. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the ability to get things done. Well, again, it's like the ability to form a habit. You have the ability to get things done, and then you have the ability to get things done that make things better or make things worse. And it seems preferable to orient yourself towards making things better. Yeah. Um, simply by virtue of the fact that you have the ability to do so, mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, the human, the, human, the human individual is as complex as what we can ever really truly know. So, it's the fact that... The fact that we can always constantly just be so much more. It's... Hmm. Yeah. It's very... It's another level, like the fact that we can always just be something else, something next level is an idea that really is really, that really pushes it. It's like, it's like, um, we think we're, we, we think we're civilized until true problem comes mm. and then the whole civilization just falls down and we realize mm. that we, we're never really even truly ready mm-hmm. but that's just in the point of like trying to prevent trouble aside from that point is the fact that only we know how far we can go in terms of how much we can do for ourselves and the outer environment and the inner environment too it's like this civilization could probably have been done. God, if we'd allocated our resources properly. Oh, yes, maybe. Jesus. Earlier. Like, you know, it's just like if Bill Gates didn't come on the scene, maybe somebody else would have done the computer thing. But it is the case that he came on the scene and he revolutionized the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it is the case that Steve Jobs came and he revolutionized phones. It's the case that Jeff Bezos came and he revolutionized shopping. 
it's the case that Elon Musk came and he looks like he's revolutionizing cars and revolutionizing space. space and rockets. You know. Damn, that's that's what happened. Bill Gates revolutionized computers. Steve Jobs was resolu- revolutionized phones. Jeff yes. Bezos revolutionized shopping. Yes. Yeah. Like Amazon is ubiquitous. Like it, it's it. Yeah, it's very similar to God in a very hmm. primordial sense. I had this weird thought the other day that like an Amazon gift card was not the other day. It was a couple probably a couple months ago. Um, I'm trying to not put money into Amazon. If I can order off of it, I tried to, honestly. Um, but this thought that Amazon gift cards now are effectively as good as cash, yeah, which is kind of crazy. I know. Yeah, but that's what happens when that's what happens when one guy is not slacking. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the reality of the case. It's like he built upon people who did not slack. Mm. But he certainly did not slack no. himself. No. So mm. um Kanye Kanye definitely revolutionized music and in the sense that I think he pointed out that you don't even have to even Jay-Z, too. You don't even have to be all of that to get what they got. Like, it's very clear that they got money from the music, but they were they were investors, and Kanye is, a, is an inventor mm. and an investor yeah. and an artist that designs and all that stuff. So it's like you can focus down on the tiny niches that they took other paths on. And you could go crazy on them and, you know, take it to the next level. You know, it's it's always a becoming. You know, it's never set set in stone. If it appears that it's everything is set in stone and something has been lost, you know. Yeah. So the process is becoming. Yeah. Yeah. You can hate Trump all you want, but... Revolutionized the American democracy. Yeah. I mean, that's effectively what he did, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't think we've ever seen a president like that. I don't think... It, well, definitely, he's definitely broken the record for the one president who's used the most amount of tweets. So, it's like... Yeah, undoubtedly. You know, he put himself in a position where almost everything he was doing was a revolution. And that's how you know the next level, top level, next mm-hmm. level individual. Yeah. Whether they're... they're crazy or not, or, you know, some of them might be crazy, but it's, it's upon each of us to do what we can do. Like, when, um, the guy in the first world war saw Hitler and did not kill him, I believe that was a story, some, uh, some soldier saw Hitler and did not, um, I know he was. It was more of, a, of like Hitler escaped death by like a, a hair's nest, like a very tiny. Oh, tiny so chance. like he, so he um. What did it say? So apparently there are allegations that a British soldier did not shoot Hitler. I think what you're talking yeah. about specifically was there was a situation where like Hitler had been elsewhere, 
and then came back to a place and found all of his friends had been killed by a mortar. Yeah. That I did hear. Um, I so... I think um, this one was, like, in the First World War, where a British soldier didn't, um, didn't shoot him. But the point of uh, that statement was to point to the fact that each individual is a becoming. And you, it's not very clear what an individual is going to become and it's not very clear what an individual is going to become to the point that his ability and potential and what he achieves creates a concept that is outside of the realm of possibility that we could have ever thought of. Like, you know, what Hitler did was probably evil outside our conception of what we could think an individual would actually go out and do, but it happened. And um, uh, it's possible that uh, it's possible that did not happen. What the, the yeah, it might um, probably was a legend made by Hitler himself. He yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I think there's another one where um, some guy was trying to bomb. I could just give you a bunch of allegations that you just like, look up <laughs> yeah, just one at a time. Yeah. But um, I don't um, know. I feel this like heightened sense of obligation towards disseminating accurate information because if i send it if i send it out and i know it's true then other people have to i don't know i feel like that's the best thing to do definitely definitely Um, but sorry yeah yeah as long as i'm creating curiosity that's what i'm really talking about but um no yeah it's like uh Individuals are always becoming in a sense. Yes. But deciding to just sit down and not do anything in slack. Naturally, there's a law to the universe called entropy. And it's the fact that we, we decay. Whether we do something or decay. Yeah, yeah, whether we do something or not, we are going to decay. Mm-hmm. So your cells are moving constantly. So mm-hmm. you're not just something. You're something that you're, you're already becoming. Whether it's becoming something that decays. Or becoming something that avoids decaying, you know. Mm. But, yeah. Sounds sounds, sounds like a capstone to me. Yeah. <laughs> so you are either. So that's your choice. Yeah. You can either become. You can all. You can either just exist as you are, which is something that's decaying, or try to be someone that strives against that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd say you're becoming kind of a badass so i'm excited to be here for the ride (laughs) um but we're gonna wrap it there yeah for sure for sure for sure all right peace